Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Eric. And this is We Used to Be the Smart Kids. Today's topic is weird Amazon porn. Ooh. Yeah, I know you were looking forward to this one. I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is going to have me labeled as the weird porn guy. Meanwhile, you're the angry about stuff guy. I'm an angry about stuff lady because if I was a guy, the anger wouldn't even be notable unless I was like black. True. So you know how everyone got a COVID hobby when they were stuck inside and couldn't do anything? Mine was sitting outside photosynthesizing, yes. Um, mine was getting a Amazon Prime reading account and diving into the weird porn they had. This is why we're friends. <laughs> I went in looking for the male-focused porn because while I did want to dissect it, I also was horny and wanted to read it. I mean, who wasn't horny during COVID? People with anxiety, maybe. Yeah, It was fascinating as I read it because... I could just see the neuroses going into it. It was directly targeted at me. I could feel myself responding to it, but I could also feel myself thinking, holy shit, this is gross. Why is this turning me on? Welcome to being a woman. That is literally most of my sexual experience. Ew. He's objectifying me, but also yes. I mean, no, no means no, of course, but yeah, it's not great. So yeah, tell me about your shame-filled porn journey that really just reflects my entire life. Okay, okay, I'll, let me explain you to you. Thank you. So the genre I explored most thoroughly was the harem genre. In case you're not familiar, that is one guy and many women. Did you know there's a reverse harem genre? I did. Okay, are we going to get to that? Uh, I did not read any of that, sadly. Oh, it's... all I know is it's really hot. And I mean, like, really hot as in it was, like, selling really well in, like, 2019. Yeah. I have no idea how it's No, I now. stumbled across a bunch of it. I just did not click buy with my 10 slots I had on Amazon, because you can only get out 10 books at a time from prime reading. Who knew? Really? It's not like the Kindle Select? Nope, you don't keep it forever. You just check it out and return it when you're done. I don't know how much our listeners are familiar with the whole Amazon self-publishing ecosystem. You don't go through a publisher, you don't go through an agent, you just make an ebook, throw it up on Amazon, make a cover, collect your profit. I have an ebook on Amazon. That is weird porn. You want to share it with the listeners? Nope. Didn't think so. You know, it makes me about 25 cents a year. So with the prime reading, you need a lot of people checking out your book to make bank, as Care has pointed out. But another thing is that Amazon polices your content. It didn't start out that way. Amazon was the Wild West for a while where you could throw up anything and any genre and they just print it and give you your money. At some point, they thought there would be a moral crackdown, so they got ahead of the game and implemented some hard nose and some soft nose. They don't really spell it out for the writers. I've dived into this myself because I was curious about the whole Amazon porn market. You can get your book pulled for the weirdest reasons, and Amazon, the big monolithic company, won't tell you why. You just have to go through and find the pattern of which books were pulled, collaborate with your other writers, and figure out why Amazon said, this is okay, but this is not. What are some of the reasons that the books get pulled? Rape, for one incest. Those are the big two. Hypnosis, which falls under rape, but is weirdly specific in the fetish genre. That's one of the things you can see these writers skirting. They get right up as close to the line as they can and basically daring Amazon saying, hey, 
I'm following your rules, but I'm not following them. So I do know a little bit about this part of it. They're not really daring Amazon. It's just that things that are that taboo sell really well because people want them. Mm -hmm. And so if you're trying to make a living peddling smut on Amazon, you want to write what sells well and people want to read things that are super taboo. So they come up with all of these bend over backwards workarounds so that it's not really rape. She wanted it. It's not really hypnosis. I just freed her from the control of the world, and now she's just monumentally attracted to me. That's exactly how it works. So a lot of the harem RPG is a crossover with the lit RPG. Wait, hold on. What's, yes. RP- what's RPG? Role-playing Role playing game? game. So not harem RPG. Harem, the harem books are basically melded with lit RPG. You might have to explain lit RPG, I would say, for our listeners, but I no, it's for me. Lit RPG is a fairly new genre. Uh, it comes from a lot of portal fantasies where you're dropped in a video game, and you know all the video game rules, and you level up, but everyone else thinks it's a real world. So is Ready Player One lit RPG? Not quite, because lit RPG is very focused on stats and powers and oh wait wait are these the books that like literally come from role-playing games but yeah. like you basically rewrite your D campaign <laughs> still close but not quite that's almost fan fiction this one you're going in and you're describing the menus of the game of the video game and how you go from menu to menu to upgrade your stats when you get to this fantasy world it's like competence porn oh absolutely yeah you're min maxing your character to beat the world and get all the ladies i have no idea what that means but i love that sentence (laughs) you're min maxing your character to beat the world and get all the ladies yeah min maxing (laughs) is a DD term where you put all the points in the stat you really want to use so if you're a barbarian fighter you're a one in intelligence but you drop 10 points in strength so you're dumb as a brick but it doesn't matter because you're going to swing a club and break down 10 walls at a time you're a himbo you're a himbo okay all right you're beyond himbo yeah (laughs) you're You're not even attractive (laughs) yeah you're you're a rock who can swing other rocks so there's a big crossover in these genres and it's Interesting, because I feel like this entire thing is being pulled from an entirely different medium. Uh, Bear with me on this. You're not going to really understand it, but this is all anime as fuck. For those not in the know, Care hates anime. Whoa, you're going to out me like that? Yes, I am. You are anti-weeb. So these writers saw an untapped market of all of these weebs watching anime porn. Anime shows where... It's one guy surrounded by a dozen chicks, and they don't fuck, but they all compete for his attention. And was like, but what if they fucked? And unleash the libido of a thousand different weebs. Okay, how do we get from anime to lit RPG? Is this a dumb question, or is this... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No, it's, it's... It makes so much sense in my head, but explaining it to someone else is... You've got to follow each step. So a lot of these harem animes a lot of animes in general are portal fantasies okay just for quick reference a portal fantasy is you're in the real world and then you go through a portal so think uh the wardrobe in chronicles of narnia and then you're in a magic world yes only a lot of these magic worlds are just like in the video game i these are direct quotes i'm pretty sure (laughs) just like in this video game i was playing i just have to save the princess or 
So you basically get to be Link from Zelda? Yeah. You get to be the hero of legend. You get to come in and be more powerful and smarter and stronger than anyone else. I feel completely foolish because I get the wish fulfillment, but I do not understand how you can write a story where a character comes in and they know all the rules of an existing world that they weren't in before. <laughs> it's like it's like wish fulfillment for colonizers. Yeah. But you just strip out the real people and you put in video game people. Mm -hmm. You still get to be the best at their stuff. Yeah. You come in and you're the smartest, the strongest, the best. And everything that comes up that's a problem, you can think, how would I have solved this in the video game? I didn't see this part in the video game. How do I beat it? Oh, I use this skill combined with this skill and I get this skill and then the dragon's dead. So it's also wish fulfillment for like logic problems. Yes. And it's everyone thinking, yes, my video game skills are finally going to be useful. Take that, mom. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my self-competence porn, but I prefer competence porn for competence in something aside from video games. I want to see assassins who are so good at running across rooftops. I want to see a tech nerd who can hack any system. That's interesting to me. So you wake up and you have your morning cereal while watching your favorite anime. Mm -hmm. And then you spend your afternoon playing, playing video the video game. And mm -hmm. then you spend your evening reading the lit RPG. Yes. And then you spend your wank time reading harem fiction on I, Amazon. I'm getting that impression. It's all funneled towards the same mass market. This is fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's like a mental space I don't know at all yeah i don't have it like i am familiar with most of it i i'm a nerd this may come as a huge surprise to people no the past like 10 or 15 minutes definitely didn't give that away at all no not at all um i feel like an outsider among these cultures because i don't let it dominate my life to the point where i need a lit rpg to make myself feel like i could conquer the world i really want to call you on the carpet Go. for how judgy that was go like, maybe they just like it. I think I think that you just like to feel superior. This is also true. <laughs> I think you're a nerd who, luckily for the entire species, realized <laughs> that there's some not great thinking in nerddom, which I, I'm starting to get the feeling that's where we're headed. Yeah. Okay. So you're, like, aware of it, but now you dismiss all the other nerds as being... You, you know what you're doing? You're not like other girls in them. I am. I'm not like other nerds. <laughs> I don't know if we need to get into that. I don't know if everyone is familiar with that. No, go. Explain that I'm not like other girls. I want to hear what you've... Oh, boy. So I've never read about this. I just sort of like absorbed it. Because mm -hmm. of course I used to do that when I was like young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not... It's shameful. But basically, it's just you've internalized a ton of misogyny where being incredibly feminine and sparkly and liking boys and pink and nail polish makes you shallow and vapid. And so you define yourself as being not like other girls, which means you're cool and you're smart and you're rational and you get along with boys and, and you're just not those like vapid princesses. I'm doing that to nerds because I feel like that's the culture I absorbed as a youth and I haven't exactly rebelled against it, but I've taken a deeper look at it and realized how misogynistic, how off-putting that culture can be. I mean, we've gone to conventions, we've seen the nerdiest of nerds. 
would you say that this is something where I'm saying I'm not like them is a bad thing? No, no. I mean, this is the kind of thinking that we're in, uh, that incel dumb comes out of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't blame you for wanting to be able to enjoy the media, but to divorce yourself from the kind of gross culture that can arise around it. Especially because there's a, there seems to be a tendency to replace your personality with that media. Yeah, it becomes a cultural identity rather than just something you enjoy. It's yeah. a difference between being a gamer and someone who just plays video games. It's this pipeline from video games to anime to these harem books I was reading. And it absorbs a lot of the plot and just adds on top of it but then they fucked. And it's not, hey, pick this one girl. She's going to be the final girl that he goes off into the sunset with. It's, they're all hot, so we're all gonna fuck. And it just goes to such extremes that, yes, it's a little hot, but it's also hilarious sometimes. I just want to know if they all get judged for being sluts for having sex with the main character. Oh no, this is something that pops up in literally every book I've read. All the ladies understand that a strong man needs more than one woman. Oh, that's part of the fantasy. Yes, and only the bad guys call them sluts, and then the hero rushes to their defense and oh. defends their honor. Oh my gosh, it's reclaiming slut shaming for the men. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Before we get into the specifics of the porn, just really quick. Yeah. When you're writing romance or porn, there are aspects of the fantasy that you just have to include, like the wish fulfillment fantasy. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're going to be looking at? Yeah. Uh, the wish fulfillment fantasy and how it just goes to extremes, how the edgelords of the genre, because a lot of them feel like edgelords when you're reading it, are just, they don't know how to keep going once everyone's fucked. They don't know how to continue the story, but their story is selling, so they've got to just keep going further and further and further and I mean, further. when your endgame is sex, what even is the point of emotion? Yeah, exactly. What a waste of space romance. Oh, <laughs> uh, I loved that girl a hundred girls ago. Oh, wait, she's coming back now and I still love her. Love to lick her. Mm -hmm. Slash more probably love it when she licks me. Yes, why would he waste time on pleasuring the girl? That is pretty much why I set out to find these books because I do enjoy reading about fucking. I love romance novels, but romance novels as a genre are very female-centered. It's about the lady's pleasure and how the man loves to give it to her. And I wanted something focused on me. This genre does that to the max. Okay, so let's get into details. We're just going to dive right into the deep end. Yes, that is how I like my sex. The most extreme case I remember from these books is a human, not from another world. He's just very competent, but he's the minority. Okay, I'm on board for a competent man in the bedroom. Not just in the bedroom, everywhere. He's the best at what he does. Okay, now, he's, now he's annoying and definitely white. Yes, he has a grove of dryads become his harem, and he needs to inseminate all of them. There are over a hundred. He's got to get them all pregnant, so they cast a magic spell on his dick, put the girls in a line with sheets covering their faces so he doesn't know who's who, so he can't play favorites. And he just goes down the line and fucks them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, even the author was getting tired of it by the end because he wrote that this was like some adolescent fantasy, but it was a nightmare by the hundredth <laughs> chafing is a bitch yeah even with magic spells i love that there's sheets over their faces so we won't play favorites yeah 
Like, but he still figures out which one his favorite is and gives her a little extra oomph. What does it matter? He just has to impregnate them. Yeah. So, like, who cares if he plays favorites as long as he inseminates every dryad? This one dryad did. It was important to her that he knew who she was. I'm surprised she was given that much character. She wasn't. That was her character. I love him the most, so he should fuck me better. The tree fucking and the paper bagging. <laughs> and the impregnation. It's just so many kinks. And this is book three. Like I said, he does not know how to ramp this up in a normal manner. So this is almost the end result of his massive fucking harem going down the line and impregnating dryads. It's interesting that like like that's a version of a harem. It's a marathon. <laughs> like it's not it's not even about pleasure. No. For any of them. It's about... <laughs> Owning them. It's about saying, these women are mine, and I'm going to claim them. Are they his? Because all he has to do is impregnate them, and then I'm assuming he doesn't raise the babies, he just leaves. Well, he leaves and continues building his kingdom with the Dryad's help. Right, and I'm also forgetting that, like, in classic male psyche, laying children upon a woman is claiming her. Yes, it's not about the raising of them. No, he has hundreds and thousands of children underfoot that belong to him, and he's very kind to them when he sees them. It's no idea whose they are, but it's that like, one's mine. It's like when the dentist gives you a lollipop. You're just like, thank you. What? What What kind <laughs> you know, of lollipop is this dentist no, giving you, No, 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 no. I meant for the children. Because like when the dentist or the receptionist give you a lollipop after... You go to the dentist. There's like no emotion in that exchange. Mm -hmm. It's just someone patting you on the head, giving you a sweet thing and saying, okay, be on your way. Yeah, carry on. And like that person has nothing to do with the raising of you. I mean, we're ignoring like the, the you know, part where you actually, he's, his fingers are in your mouth <laughs> and it's unpleasant. <laughs> but like that, that's his parenting. Here's a lollipop. Bye. <laughs> oh, you look like me. Which of the dryads did I fuck to make you? Was it Treebeard? Don't bring Treebeard into this. Treebeard's kinky and you fucking know it. Treebeard would also take forever to have sex. So there is no way that this man would be able to fuck 100 dryads if he was screwing Treebeard. He would still be screwing Treebeard to this day. <laughs> I don't want to make this just talking about all the weird sex there is. But I was talking about how they skirted Amazon's rules before. Yes, I need more weird sex, though. Like, give me at least one more. Okay. This one guy is pulled into a magical school. Think Harry Potter, but goth. And okay. he's the only male at this school for witches. Of course. He's the chosen one. Chosen and, for his dick. And the only way he's going to survive the trials of the first year, because they have to go through some magic obstacle course at the end. Is if he inserts his wand into lots of sheaths? <laughs> Even better. All the women hate him because this is man-hitting feminists, witch school. Right, of course, right, yep. But he finds a forbidden spell that can bind them together as a coven and make them even stronger. No. And once they are a coven, they have to obey his every command. No, no, how did this get on Amazon? I mean, I don't want a moral panic. I think that Amazon should lighten up, but I thought they had rules. <laughs> About hypnosis. They do get around it by saying they really wanted him all along and they were just being bitches about it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yes, yes. I know this rule. And the one girl who doesn't join the coven dies during the test because she, she couldn't get over being a man-hating lesbian. Why didn't she just go to conversion therapy? Come on. It's this weird insight into what these guys think it takes to get a girl. 
You just have to be so powerful and so good at what you do that they'll just fall over themselves to spread their legs for you. It's interesting that the porn is not about the connection between two people like at all. It sounds like for both. I mean, these are harem stories. But the concept is just... Is just, what do I need? What cheat code do I need to put in to sleep with this one? I'm just so desirable. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's not. It's not, I'm so desirable. It's like, you have to have sex with me in order to save the dryads. Mm-hmm. Or in order to, like, defeat the evil spell or whatever the magic witches are doing. I want to be so competent that, like, you have to have sex with me. You need to have sex with me. You don't want to have sex with me. You need to. Otherwise, the world will end. You don't have a choice. And that's what they want. They want ladies who don't have a choice but to sleep with them. Which is interesting. Like, I'm trying to be charitable. I get the appeal. It's very easy, I think, to just dismiss this as gross. I mean, it's easy to rag on romance novels, too, because how many billionaires are going to want to pick up a teacher? It's all about her not putting in the effort and him wooing her. And the wooing is the point of the story. Right. Uh, In this one, for males, the fucking is the point of the story. That's what the men are there for, and that's what they think is sexy. And some of the sex was hot. I'm not even going to lie about that. But the whole buildup and dismissal of women was hilarious and gross. I'm I'm just back to imagining the dryads being paper bagged. <laughs> like it's just so funny to me to line up a hundred women and then hide their faces. You could have just blindfolded him. <laughs> no, they need to be lined up so he can see them. I want to say it's weird that there's no emotional connection, but like I've written erotica, I get it, but there's like none. Like it's weird to me and the person that I am that it would be sexy to have sex with no emotion. And a lot of people, if they read this harem novels and come at us and say, no, they get an emotional connection. It's not an emotional connection. Like I said, it's a cheat code. You figure out the one thing you need to do to sleep with this girl. What would wait, what, what is the argument that they're having an emotional connection? Uh, so here's a story where it could have been an emotional connection, but it's not. Okay. We're back to Dryad Land. We're, we're my, away from which My school. favorite place. Yes. The book opens with a man defeating an orc in battle. Okay, relatable. The orc is female. Once he's once she's defeated, he spares her life. Very romantic to not be murdered. Yes. And she joins him on his trek across the wasteland. This is post-apocalyptic America with fairies, by the way. I'm sorry, I didn't mention that earlier. As his bodyguard, please tell me the orc is his bodyguard. The orc does act as his bodyguard. Yes. But every time... They have sex. They have to wrestle first. And he doesn't understand it. He thinks, oh, we're just going to wrestle and it turns into sex every night. But then the second member of the harem comes along, the first dryad, and explains, no, she needs to be dominated. That's how she loves it so much. She wants you. Because you defeated her in battle, the only honorable way to bang is for you to wrestle her into submission every night. He does this because it's what she wants. This is not an emotional connection. But they've been together so long and seen so many things. This is a sexual connection. Yes. Like the sparing of the life. I could see how they could become companions after that. I mean, I would be down for that story exactly, but with feels. Yeah. And And there are no feels. The orc is shy about wanting to be dominated. She is a bodyguard orc. Yes. This this is this is some cool girl garbage right here. Yes. She has to be powerful enough to defeat him, but get defeated by him. She has to be an awesome bodyguard. She has to want sex, but then she has to be 
shy and ashamed about wanting it. And like the fact <laughs> she's more powerful than he is, but what? Uh, and yeah, this is a pattern through all of these novels. The competent male figures out the one thing that will make them fall in love with him, and they do. They join the harem, and they bang once, maybe twice, if they get into threesomes. I mean, why would you bang more than one time? It's implied that there's more banging going on in the background, but... Is this like you get a new partner for every sex scene? Yeah. Does she do different things in the stories? In the witch story, no. They're just four witches with different colored hair. So part of the fantasy is that you're banging multiple partners... But like only one at a time. Yeah. I mean, unless you're, you know, you know, like it's just reading the first time you have sex with that new partner. Mm-hmm. And then. And then that you don't break up with them. They're just in the background and you bang them when you want. Huh. I'm delighted I could bring this world to you. I don't know if my life is better for knowing this, but I guess I'm glad I know it. You guess. What am I supposed to say? See, I don't want to like kink shame, but I'm also very aware of. What you said before, where like the thinking behind it is pretty gross. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of kinky novels are gross, though. Like a lot of sex comes out of... Fifty Shades of Grey is a gross novel as far as consent is concerned. The most disgusting thing about Fifty Shades of Grey is that it pretends that it's consent forward. Yes. If it was just straight up rapey, I think everyone would be happier. (laughs) I do. I mean, it's basically a a consensual non-consent story. Yeah. It just really butchers the ideas of consent because she's not really consenting. She's just saying, okay, because if she doesn't say okay to something she doesn't understand, she doesn't get to have sex or Mm. date this guy. Anyway, this is not what this is about. No, this is about feeling bad about kink shaming for this. But also, like we discussed, a lot of this is gross. A lot of this is adolescent fantasies written out on the page. A lot of this is, if those girls in high school knew how cool I was, they would be falling over themselves to bang me. It's like the entitlement, like you're entitled to that woman's body. Yeah. Like, I don't want to draw a direct line between this and Elliot Rogers, because I don't know if he read this weird porn, but it's, yeah, it's that entitlement that really weirded me out. I'm the king of this realm, so everyone drop trow and let me bang you. So I've heard a few rumblings on the internet, nothing, Mm -hmm. no articles or anything, just like comments from people who are starting to second guess whether BDSM is acceptable Mm -hmm. because they feel like, so BDSM pulls from a lot of this kind of sexual fantasy. Right. Even, Even between two incredibly consenting partners, the fantasies are about... Being dominated or submitting or being owned or feeling entitled to someone else's body or having someone feel entitled to your body. Mm-hmm. And so it would be hard to say that it's not rooted in the patriarchy. So people are like, well, is that like healthy sexual fantasy? And the argument against that is you can't say that sexual fantasy is healthy or not healthy. And a lot of sexual fantasy stems from issues around, like, shame and control and Mm -hmm. domination. Like, that's part of it. Cultural taboos get rolled up into sexual fantasies because that's how the human brain works. Right. So I feel like, but there's, like, two things happening here. Like, let's engage in the sexual fantasy if it titillates you and it gives you sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. But can you be aware of it? And still get off to it. Yeah, that was basically me while I was reading these. 
my brain was getting off on a lot of this and I had to stop and examine why a lot of the time. It's marketed directly at that male id. I'm being a broken record here, but that's just fascinating to me that they've managed to tap into this. This is what the people who read these books, who watch these shows, who play these video games, this is what their brain has been wired for. And we're just going to tap right into that make it exactly how it is, how you're the competent guy that ladies can't resist, they love you and want to be with you, and that just feels so good. But it's so fucking weird. I wonder if it was like training, like they've been taught to want this based on the media they consume or the media they consume informs what they want. Yeah, this is that's chicken and the egg at this point. Yeah, it definitely and is. My big question is, are they writing this because they're getting off on this or because they're marketing to this idea? I feel like some of them may be targeted at this, but other people are just like, hey, this is what I find hot and I'm going to write it out. Like the witch story. And I think it's really hard to hand wave this as just like, oh, it's someone's kink because we've seen actual mass murders happen. Yeah, because men felt entitled to women's bodies. And when the cheat codes didn't work, I'm just going to break the game. Yeah my instinct is to be like because there hasn't been any proof i don't think i've never seen a study that engaging in a sexual fantasy through porn or erotica or fantasy mm -hmm. like imagining encourages you to either enact that fantasy or further it or do it in real life it's a lot of the rhetoric around rape fantasy but it's like harder in this situation i think yeah it's harder to dismiss. Like, are we targeting this because it's targeted towards men? Or are we targeting it because the ideas underneath it are gross? I mean, because there is not a lot of porn out there, written porn, visual porn, that's an entirely different story. But written porn targeted towards men is remarkably hard to find. I was going to ask, like, do you think you found this because it appealed to you? And in this case, no judgment because I know you and you're not about to go shooting up some women. <laughs> Um, or do you think this is just what's out there? I search through the recommended, whatchamacallits, the ones like, hey, if you enjoyed this, you might enjoy that on Amazon. And it was mostly this. It wasn't, hey, this deep romance, which is interesting to me because a lot of the anime pipe part of this pipeline, a lot of the video games focus on this romance between the characters and how they've gone through so much and that's why they end up together. And I don't know if that storytelling is not what these people are after and they're just making up their own stories in the end about how Cloud got with Aerith and Tifa and Barrett at the same time. I don't know why there isn't more romance romance out there for dudes. Because men don't have feelings, duh. Obviously. It was a lot of one guy with a dozen girls who can't choose anyone but him. That's the dream for men. Multiple women all thinking he's the sexiest thing on earth. It's that I'm the best and no one can prove otherwise. I wonder if they're just like separating the romance and the sex. You got the romance from the video game that you were referencing and then you just want to read the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. That's what this porn fulfills. Because like when you search for erotica, so there's like steamy romance, which is there's like fade to black romance where there's no mm -hmm. sex scenes and where steamy. Where it's all about the feelings. Yeah. And steamy is like, I don't remember the exact definition, but like it's not very. It's softcore porn. Yes. And then there's like 
hot romance, which is like very specific in the sex scenes. Describing like the veins on his dick. Kinky and stuff. So you, you can still get like your erotica with romance. But if you're just looking for erotica, that's not what you're there for. You're like, I just want something to get off to. So if that fits in that category. But I'm, I think I'm still coming at it from the point of view of like a writer or a creator analyzing it as a totally different thing because why do we have the categories (laughs) like clearly it's because people want different things but like what do the categories say that things are broken down on a spectrum from like all feelings and no sex to all sex and no feelings like that's kind of odd or the feelings are i must protect my woman from the cruel world and that's the only emotion i can feel rage that anyone would take my woman Good luck finding a woman if the only one you can feel is rage. (laughs) So yeah, lots of problematic things in these genres. These are weirdly targeted, weirdly gripping. Like, I don't want to say they're poorly written. They are, but they're written well enough for what the genre is that as a dude, I kept going to see who the next person he was going to bang was. I don't see that in other genres, and I'm grossed out by this one, so it's just a fucking weird feeling. That's my conclusion. It's a fucking weird feeling to enjoy this porn, but also know that it's gross. And this is exactly what we started the podcast with. You saying, hey, that's my entire sexual history. This has been We Used to Be the Smart Kids. I'm Eric. I'm Carolyn. Go read some weird porn. Thanks for listening. Our intro music is from Tim Beak. You can find him at timbeak.com. And our outro music is by One Man Symphony. And you can find them at onemansymphony.com.